What is up? What is going on, y'all? It is your man, Gerard Kenneth. Thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast, the Supposed to Be Different podcast. Today's episode is called, What Are You Attracting? This is episode 10. What are you attracting? And today... I have a special guest. It's going to be, well, not really like live live, but it's an actual recording. We're doing a a, a, a phone interview type thingy. (laughs) Okay. And it's my sister in the faith, Ashlyn Mitchell. Go ahead and say hi, Ashlyn. Hey, everyone. How are (laughs) y'all? All right. So, um, man, I don't even, you know what, like... I just you know what I'm saying I don't know if this is awkward for you but you know you can tranquila you can relax so but let me ask you this um I don't know how we met <laughs> I remember we I know you linked uh, you reached out to me um for um um it was an event you were doing last year I'm like how do, did we meet before that or it was just like oh that cat I seen him before at or I don't know how. we met um at Chop when I was a member of Chop. Really? Man, I feel so yeah. bad because there's so many people. It was years ago. <laughs> Let me see. I joined in 2013. Oh man, I feel bad. Oh. <laughs> I think it was like it was 2014, 2015, something like. That, that sounds about right. Wow, I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wasn't expecting that. Okay. Yeah, so um, Ashlyn, let's let's do this. Uh, why don't you like introduce yourself? Tell us uh, a few things about yourself, and then we'll go ahead and get into the topic. Go ahead. Who who is Ashlyn Mitchell? Well, um, I'm Ashlyn, of course. I'm the owner of the Hair Lounge. Um, I a beautician. Mm-hmm. I specialize in natural hair care. Um. And I've had my share of relationships. <laughs> mm, mm. We about to get into it, y'all. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, are you? Uh, where where are you from originally? If you don't mind me asking. I was born in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, but I'm a military brat. Ah. Uh, some of everywhere, but I was raised in Georgia mostly. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Now I can hear the accent. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. I was like, what? You from Cali? How? I thought you were gonna say what up, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, t- as I said, guys, today's episode is what are you attracting? And um, uh, my sissy, she, I love her. She's really interesting. And um, man, it, it she. She she hit me up and was like, why are you, why are you, whenever I post something, I don't know, like, whenever something that I post, it's usually like, what, what the heck, <laughs> what, yeah, I can what? relate, and this, 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 and I was like, I don't know, that's, I'm dealing with my own stuff, or well, these are things that God brings to my uh, uh, attention, but the post that I had made, guys, it was, uh, I don't remember how I said it, um, it's not, uh, what is, it's like, well, basically the saying goes, you are what you attract, right? But right. upon me, um, a, a homegirl of mine, she's a prophetess. It's, it's a video I did, uh, Ashlyn, talking about what God delivered me from concerning a past um, uh, relationship. Now, I don't mind saying, I'm not going to say her name, but it's a young lady that I went to church with at CHOP. 
and we were dating, and a whole bunch of life happened. So, and I did, but I did my healing. I, 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 you know, what I'm saying, did prayer and forgave her and walked in forgiveness. And oh, so you know that song that I, I sang that uh, that I sung at your event last year? Right. That song was about her. That was an actual thing that that happened. Yeah, that was a true life story, even a conversation that I had. One was with a spiritual parent, and then the other the other person was with my biological father. So, as oh, wow. I said, Mama, I just I just didn't want people to really know who it was. I still won't say who it was, but it was a spiritual yeah. parent. Her and I talked, and then I talked to my biological father. So all those things, that whole thing, actually happened. Like all of oh, that. Wow. That's, yeah, that's a whole true story. Life, right? So, but in any case, um, nah, I'm trying not to lose my train of thought. Oh, but you are what you attract, right? And so, uh, I don't even know why I mentioned the song now. I forgot, <laughs> but. They say that you are what you're attracting. It's like, well, how is that possible if you're the type of person that are attracting people that want to play games? If you don't play games, if you're in it for the long haul, what if you, and that's something that I said in my post. I was like, you don't see a, 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 a woman beater attracting a woman that beats up on dudes. Like, you don't see that. You don't see a liar, for the most part, attracting a habitual liar as well. You won't, you know, I'll even go this far to be honest with you in, in light of what happened with um, R. Kelly. And we, I don't really want to touch all that, but uh, just real quick, you don't see, you don't see, um, you don't see a pedophile attracting a pedophile, right? You don't see that. It's usually the other person attracting somebody else or they're attracting one another. So you got somebody that's hurt attracting somebody that's not hurt or, so, or healthy or quote unquote healthy right or able to love somebody so they're like i i don't feel love but then they find somebody that can love them so now they feel love but then they can't reciprocate that love that's happened to me uh a, a bunch of times ashlyn um there was a there was a point in time years back where uh i have a guy sister and uh she she wanted me to date her date her sister and i was like i don't know man you know what I'm saying? She, she, I was like, mm, like 27, so she was about like 20, 20, 21. Yeah, because I was like seven. I'm thinking I'm like seven years older than her. And her thing was, oh, well, she doesn't, you know what I'm saying, know anybody that she feels like nobody loves her. This, 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 this. And I was like, man, okay. But I didn't, I wasn't thinking then, but like, obviously, we, we, things didn't work out. And a lot of things, she, I would say she loved me, but it wasn't the same type of energy that I was putting out. Because I didn't fit, and this is something that I want to talk on too. Uh, male, and, male and female, we find ourselves involved with people that we don't fit. Especially if you're like, a, uh, if you operate in empathy, or you're an empath, like we operate, um, um, we operate with a love that the other person can't reciprocate, and that's usually dealing with narcissism to some some extent. And I didn't realize. Oh, go ahead. Huh? <laughs> no, go ahead. No, 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 no. What you say? No, that's true. It's, it's not really that you attract what you are. Most of the time, opposites attract. So exactly. In, in most, in most, it doesn't even have to be a relationship. Mm -hmm. In most situations, a person that's a giver, which is an empath, mm -hmm. somebody always needs to help, give. They always attract takers. Mm -hmm. People that take. They're used to using people, stuff like that. Yeah. And but, but of course, you don't notice that. In the beginning, that's not something you look for. Right. That's something that takes time to pick up on that. Okay, so if, if you don't mind, why don't you share, because uh, I got stories, you know I got stories. So, but why don't you share uh, an, ex an experience of yours where you found yourself giving, 
And all this person was doing was just taking and wasn't, recipro and wasn't reciprocating it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I this um, well, I am an empath. I just innately like to help mm. people. Um, but in relationships, um, sometimes you have, empaths have the need to be loved, right? Mm -hmm. A strong urge to be loved. And they're normally expecting for it to be reciprocated, but it, could I say, it's not necessary to get as much in return as you give. Mm. So, um, I know at one point in my life, I um, met this guy mm. and um, for me, he was giving me what I needed at the time, which mm. was most, it wasn't, it wasn't that I was expecting much mm. at all. Um, but I found myself giving, 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 because when I care about somebody, that's what I, I do. You don't have to ask necessarily. Right. Yeah. Um, until uh, at some point we got married, mm. and I guess that's when the light came on, <laughs> okay. because I had I had warning previously. Mm. Um, my leaders. Uh, warn me against it but you know I'm, I'm the type of person that if I love somebody then there's really nothing anybody can tell me yeah. about them very right. protective the person so I move forward which is my first wrong mistake mm. and after we got married then I started noticing everything that I was warned about mm. so in a lot of situations, I had to just accept it. Um, the whole time we were married, he never paid not one bill. Um, the whole time we were married, any time that I asked for something, it, it became, oh, you, your expectations of me are too high. Mm. Go um, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm listening. Well, I have the capacity. He used to use that word a lot. I don't have the capacity to love the way you need to be loved, stuff like that. When in the beginning, it was no issue mm. when it was receiving, receiving, receiving. And even on my behalf, not just to say him, it was good when all I needed was the conversation. But when the standard raised, he wasn't able to raise with the standard. Mm. Okay, let me, I, I, and let me ask you a question when you say that. Because as soon as you start talking, like I've been reading, my, my homegirl, the prophet, she... I can say the problem. I don't really. Well, I can say her name because she said I can say it before. Her name is Laura uh, Lorelai. Really, really dope chick. I love her. She's like a couple months older than me, but she's like a big sister. And so what she had told me, and this is when I first, because I, I knew about narcissism and being an empath, but I was like, I wasn't thinking about that. And so when that's why I brought up my ex-girlfriend from church. <laughs> that's why, because she hit me up. While I was in a relationship with, and I don't think you met her, only a few, well, the, the the young lady I recently broke up with, only a few people met her. I actually brought her to church, but I couldn't introduce her to everybody like I wanted to, because that's how I am. Hey, I got a girlfriend. Check her out. She's, I think she's pretty dope. So, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but this is, and a few things happened, and, um, while I was in a relationship with this, let me. What name did I give her? Oh, in the in in the book actually, in the book that I gave you, in the current book I'm working on, I call her Ebony. So we're gonna call her Ebony. 
she's not black, but we're gonna call her Ebony. Her name is Ebony. All right. So <laughs> with with while I was in a relationship with Ebony, uh, my sister Lor- uh, Lorelai, she actually was like operating in a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom, and then gave me a prophetic word at that, and was saying sure. she was saying a lot of stuff, and she and when she was talking, she's like, it's an ex. There's a certain ex that you feel some type of way about. Now, granted. Um, and this is even from a spiritual perspective because some narcissists, I'm, I'm realizing now that they operate with the spirit of Jezebel. That's basically what it is. A man, a man can operate as Jezebel and a woman, but you see more so women, but a man can operate as Jezebel or as an Ahab. And it's basically dealing with manipulation. Right, or you, or the whole thing with gaslighting and or puffing their head up and then taking it back to for control. So, but basically, with Laura lied, what she told me was that you, she said this one chick, she's like there's still residue from that relationship. She said you did everything that you needed to do. Um, and actually, I'll tell you this: I was actually getting tormented for like a couple of years. Like I didn't get it until I started dating Ebony. I had a dream, right? That I had, I'm, I'm being transparent. I had a dream that I, that I had sex with three white women. I remember that it was skinny. Three, like they weren't like they were cute, but they weren't like they ain't blessed. Okay, so we <laughs> we leave it like that. And so, I, but it weirded me out. And I was like, these are witches. And I was like, but they all knew each other. And I was just freaking out and crying. Like I woke up crying, like God, what is going on? And I would hear stuff. I would hear voices. And I was like, yo, what the heck? I'm like, what is going on? And while dating Ebony, I heard, I'm not going to say the curse word, but verbatim is, man, F that B, you don't need her, you need us. I was like, oh, yo, something's off here. And so with Ebony, she she didn't really understand all that because I didn't tell her, at least I don't remember. But she felt some type of way about my ex-girlfriend from church. And she felt as though I was treating her as second place. I was like, no, I was like, I, I could never get with you. Like life happened. I never, I, so with Ebony, I always wanted to be with Ebony. The moment that I met her, the moment that I saw her, and then met her afterwards. I was like, I'm gonna get with this chick. I'm gonna try to marry this shorty. Da 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 da. Right. So, anyways, we're gonna fast forward. So, with Lorelai, what she was saying was the residue from the uh, from 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 the wound that I received from my ex girlfriend was still there. And she's like, we're gonna take care of that right now. But while she was talking and revealing things, she started mentioning other things that made me think of other ex girlfriends. And I told I told Lorelai, I was like, sis, you. You're talking about other exes as well. She's like, "Oh, we finna deal with all of this." But I didn't. But it wasn't until I broke up with Ebony that I realized she was talking about Ebony too. And I was like, "What the heck, right?" And so she was yeah. like, "So," but I'm still like oblivious. She was like, "Oh, you know what I'm saying? You're an empath. You were just dealing with narcissism and this, this, this." So when I broke up with Ebony, that's when she started bringing more um, revelation to that. And I was like, "Okay." So I'm start studying about narcissism, and then I'm like, "Wait a minute." So. Bro. Same thing. Yeah. So, 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 so this is recent. Um, like last week, I'm watching videos about narcissism and how do you attract somebody that's a narcissist. And then a, a young lady said it usually stems from a childhood experience or childhood experiences. Something traumatic caused you to attract. Uh, either you attracted them or you were drawn either you drew them to you or they were drawn to you but something traumatic as a child usually is what attract is what brought you and this other person together and I was like bruh what and the thing that I noticed was that even with 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 Ebony it was like anything I did wasn't good enough for her Ashlyn and it and it bothered me so much but it got to a point where 
Like, it was like anything I did that she wanted me to do wasn't good enough. And even the things that I did that were good, she didn't like. So, and I, I was like, man, the, the difference between me and another empath was that I fought. Like, I, I would tell you, like, yo, I don't like that. Cause because of my ex-wife. Like I dealt with things with my ex-wife and I was just like, uh-uh, we mm-mm. I'm gonna tell you, hey yo, that ain't cool. I don't like that. Don't disrespect me. If I'm so treating Oh, go ahead. Um, you know, at one point we went through some counseling, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And this wasn't spiritual counseling, this was just counseling. So they asked you to write down your relationship with different people in your life growing mm-hmm. up. Other, your father, your grandparents, your sisters, your brothers, stuff like that. And what was the relationship like with that person? Right. Crazy thing is that, and now remember, this is not even spiritual. This is not no Christian counseling, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And the man showed us or correlated how, okay, this relationship, you're mimicking this relationship. Mm. You know, I had been in. My, my mother was abusive mm-hmm. um she would she would lie on me um wow. it was she wanted to people to look at me in a bad way mm-hmm. all these types of things right mm-hmm. and looking back after that counseling almost every relationship that i was in i had been with somebody that was in some type of way like her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i didn't realize even after the counseling until somebody said you know what's the difference between him and your mother mm. and I was like well my mom wasn't manipulative you know but then you know thinking back you know as a child I didn't really know what being manipulative meant Right. so looking at it as an adult I was like wow I'm literally repeating cycles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so what I learned is that the things that you go through early in life right come a part of you right mm-hmm. so then when they say uh you re- attract what you are you're tech you're technically attracting what you have become mm. or what attached itself to you what attached right? itself yeah yeah oh so, innately you could hate 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 abusive people you could hate liars i can't let me tell you something i hate a liar mm-hmm. there's nothing that i can't stand more than a liar mm-hmm. right but it's like over and over again i attract that but my mother was a liar mm-hmm. now how that to attract something that you don't like right okay because now, now, now you're crossing over into the spiritual, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, spirits recognize each other, right? Mm. And just the world says, birds of a feather flock together, right? Okay, so this this spirit recognizes the spirit in you, right? You don't recognize it; you mm. just think, "Oh, she's cute. Oh, he's cute. You know, oh, I like his personality." Da, da, da. But it's something that's familiar to you. Mm. Come you on, preach, girl familiar to you you know what i'm saying yeah but there's something in that person that's familiar to you that's why it's so 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 important to heal mm. to heal and let god remove things from you because you don't even know what you're picking up you know so right. you be like oh i'm good and i know i used to be bad about this oh i'm not bad about it so i mean i forgive them you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i mean other relationships right yeah oh, 
and we still cool we still friends da, da. be right back in another relationship but i might not be mad with them i might not hold the grudge and it's not even necessary forgiving them but you pick up something from everybody you attach yourself to mm. it's interesting because when when you were mentioning the, the parents thing and that's something that i recently had to do and i had talked to my homegirl about it and she was like you need to talk to to your mother and i was like i don't want to talk to my mom and me and my mother actually have a really good relationship in comparison to when i was a child and a teenager and in my early 20s like it was we did we had a very toxic uh mother-son relationship and it was based on respect or I started losing respect for my mother as a, as, a, as a teenager because there were things that I saw that she would come at my biological father about. But then when my stepdad did it and she stayed with the cat, I lost respect. I was like, oh, you have the audacity to talk bad about my dad, then talk bad about me, and then reference my dad back to me. So he's just this no good nigga. Meanwhile, I got a whole stepdad doing the same thing. So I'm like trying to figure out life. And so, it, it, so I, I mean, I forgave her for those things. But one of the things, and this is recent that I had to think back. I was like, when it came to, uh, and I don't mean my mom, she might feel some type of way about this. She might, might not. Because I actually had to talk to her. And that's something that my homegirl was saying. She's like, talk to her. I, was, I just left a whole bunch of Facebook messages <laughs> or voice messages and just said everything that I needed to say to let it go. So if, if she acknowledges it, acknowledges it or not, it's whatever. But I know that I had to speak directly to her about it and say, Hey, mom, this is how I felt as a kid. Da, 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 da. I'm not shifting blame. I need you to understand that. I'm not shifting blame, but I'm letting you know this affected my choices. You know, a perfect example is like when my mother, uh, but I'm, I'm saying that because basically in, in reference to, well, let me say this, whenever it was anything academic, you know, I could pick up stuff really quick and my mother was always so frustrated with me. She's like, you don't apply yourself. And then she'll go into the, you're just like your dad. My dad is really smart. My, my biological father, really smart dude, real smart dude. She's like, but he just don't apply himself. And she's like, sometimes you don't do that. But when, but whenever she said you don't apply, when she said you're just like your dad, it was not just the academic part. It was the fact that, I don't know, he physically beat you. Um, let's see, he cheated on you and he wasn't a good father. There's four There's four of us. Uh, it's me, my sister, and then I have two half brothers from two other, two other different women. But it's four of us all together and he didn't take care of none of us except for my baby brother. So whenever my mother always, whenever she mentioned that, you're just like your dad, I had it, 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 it messed me up. So I basically grew up with, and, and now I realize I can't, for the most part, do anything about it. But my love language is actually words of words of affirmation. I wanted to be affirmed. My mother took me, Ashlyn, to a psychiatrist when I was eight years old, and the psychiatrist told her, and I told my mother this in the in the message. Um, and I actually mentioned it before years back when I was a teenager. I was angry when I said it, but. Um, I talked to, uh, I had to go to a psychiatrist and he said, your son wants attention. He wants to be seen. And so right. she, she didn't really under, I know she didn't understand it. I'm not going to even try to sugarcoat it. I know she didn't understand it because her response to whenever I was like, Hey mom, check this out. It's why do you want attention? You just always want to be seen. So on top of you just like your dad, whenever I do something wrong, it's why do you want me to, why do you want me to acknowledge this? You just want to be seen. 
I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so I stayed quiet for years, 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 years. But what I told my mother, I said, mom, what you needed to understand was that I needed to be affirmed by you. And for the most part, she wasn't, she, she, oh, I say like this, she was affirming me, but it was in a negative connotation. You're just like your dad. You don't apply yourself like you have all this intelligence. You have this and this, 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 but you don't apply yourself. I'm like, well, have you noticed that I like other stuff? I love speaking languages. Like as a kid, I like doing that stuff and I would just, it would just get shot down. Or I'm into music and that would get shot down. I'm into all these other things and it would get shot down because I didn't fit. Now I'm getting sore because I didn't fit the mold of what she thought I should fit in reference to being her son. So now fast forwarding, I'm in these relationships and now I, I lost my virginity at 15. So now I'm having sex and having relationships with women and I'm still looking. I'm trying not to cry right now. I'm still I was still looking to be affirmed. So even it's like affirm me because, hey, I am this dope dude, but affirm me because, you know, I can love you right and right. I'm learning how to do that or I know how to do that. But at the end of the day, I still didn't fit none of the sisters uh, uh, criteria of what they wanted in their man. So even so even so it, it went back to my mother. I, it was basically like, um, yeah, just acceptance. It was acceptance. So now I'm finding myself, you know what I'm saying, dealing with different women. It was like and it was like the same thing. And it, it, it hit me like a week ago. That's why I made that post, sissy. It, Cause it hit me. I was like, yo. This, this stems back from a relationship with my mom. And I, and I say, like, even right now, I said it, like, me and my mom have a really great relationship. But I didn't realize that I was making these bad choices based on outside of my marriage. I realized why I married my ex-wife. Because I was just like, you ain't finna say I'm like my dad. So I ended up marrying a woman because she had a child. And then find out later on after the divorce and all this other stuff and life going on that I don't even have any kids. So I still wanted something, and, and even in the midst of that, my mother, especially when I, me and my ex-wife were going through the things that we were going through, sissy, my mother still, she got to a point where she started talking to me as if I were my dad. Like, not, like, well, you need to do this, and da 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 Now, in the very beginning, to be fair, she tried to talk me out of getting married to this woman. Don't marry this woman, get a DNA test, and in my head, I'm like, oh, nah, not the way you were talking to me. You never called me a nigga. But you sure did talk to me like one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But stop, bro. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go we ahead. Have a um, bad habit mm. as an imp like I said earlier, of expecting what we give, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but we put unre unrealistic expectations on people. Mm. Now, as a child, that's one thing because as a child, you're supposed to expect love and attention and blah, 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 mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But as an adult, we are supposed to readjust, mm. right? Yeah. And so once we learn who we are so once you know who you are and and now what type of person you are and whatnot now that should give us the ability to not attach ourselves to people that are unable to do the things or give the things that we need mm. uh that desperate need and i know people don't like to use that word no you but good. that desperate need for that love will make you settle Mm -hmm. Every time, yeah. Knowing that, okay, you see this red flag, you see that red flag. Come oh, on. maybe I'm tripping. Right. Well, ain't nobody and blah blah blah. And then you step into something, knowing it ain't right, 
knowing it's not good for you and then you invest time and you invest money and you're hurt more because you knew not because you didn't know mm -hmm. because warning comes before destruction and god shows shows us a lot of things and just like with me because i call myself being so in love i'm i'm not even looking for the things i was warned about mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes we take things so offensively instead of just taking it in and being watchful of it, being mindful of it. you don't have to take people at their word mm -hmm. you know even God, he don't make you be with somebody or not be with somebody. He'll give you the signs. He'll show you things. But if you if you decide not to hear him, that's on you. You right. know what I'm saying? People act like they have a hard time hearing God, but you hear God. You hear God. You right. You hear God. You know. You just discount it, or you don't. You don't. Your, your relationship is not so strong with him that you're confident mm. in what you're hearing. Mm. You don't know if it's you telling yourself that. Is God telling me that or devil telling me that? Right. You know, all these different voices. Right. right. You know, it's. it's when, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not going to forget what I'm No, 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 no. I'm not going to forget what I'm going to say. Go ahead. That was, that was not getting my thought. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, to correlate with what you were saying, um, something with, and I'm going to reference Ebony. So, in reference to me dating her, um, I, I heard at least like twice while in a relationship with her. Like literally, I heard God say, hey, um, if I take her from you, will you still love me? Will you still be with me? I remember I heard yeah. it like twice. And I was like, and I, was, and I said, yeah, I said, I have no other choice. It was the song by uh, Ty Tribbett. Uh, you know the song, I have no other choice but to trust you? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I was like, I was like, God, I have no other choice. I mean, I have a choice, but I'm like, it was almost like, like Peter. Where, where else can we go? Who can I, or like this song by Escape? Who can I run to? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know. So I, I, I told God, I was like, I mean, if you take her from me, I didn't think that was gonna actually happen. But I said, cause I was like, well, if I love her enough, then you know she'll stop tripping. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm like I'm, cause it goes back to what. It went back to what my God says. She's like, I know you can love a woman, right? And I'm, I want you to date my sister. And I'm like, so I'm just giving off energy and not getting anything back. Or, uh, or matter of fact, with my homegirl, she's like a little sister to me. She wanted to hook me up with this really, really, really pretty chick. And so after I broke, and this is uh, like maybe like a month or two after Ebby uh, uh, and I broke up. And I was like, first, I was like, man, I need some time to heal. Second off, I was like, I don't know. And but what she said was she's looking for a man, Gerard, to like love her, right? And this, that, this, and the third. And I said, hold on. I said, well, I said, sister, you know how I am. Do you think that she can reciprocate the same energy that I'm giving? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I don't want to know. Don't even introduce me to her, cause I'm not gonna go through that again. But anyways, when God had told me, so I'm, I'm sorry. I, I opened up a tab. I closed that tab now. So in any case, with 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 Ebony. God was like, you know, hey, um, if I take her from you, will you still love me? Will you still be in a relationship? Well, yeah, I don't have no other choice. He said, okay, bet. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, that's how I interpret it. Okay, bet. So then when we broke up, my my best friend, he has a homegirl. I've never met the homegirl. But the word, the confirming word through her was, oh, man. I'm paraphrasing here. I don't know how she said it verbatim. But she said, oh, man, God had to strip her from him and I was like God and I told my best friend I was like God asked me that like a couple of times 
And so he asked me that a couple times. And he's like, well, that's that. <laughs> that's that, man. But on top of that, I didn't realize, like what God told me then, he was like, you're dealing with a, a strong man. And I was listening to a, a, a message on a, a YouTube the other last night, and she was, a, a young lady, she was talking about how that's actually a spiritual thing as well. So it goes, it correlates back to what you were saying, Ashley, about spirits and how spirits attract each other. So, like, even if we're wounded, like, or we're latching on to, like, the energy of something that traumatized us, that spirit is it's something I told my ex-girlfriend. Because, um, actually, I don't mind sharing it. I actually reached out to her for the sake of music. And I was like, you know, bro, don't even worry about it. You still the same person. I don't want no parts. But, uh... But it ain't, no, I'm for real, I'm dead serious. I was just like, you know what, that. So, anyways, um, but what I told, what I told the ex, this is the ex I went to church with. What I told her, because some stuff happened with her, I'm not going to go into detail with that. But she's like, I don't understand, things are different now. I said, you're bleeding. I said, you're bleeding, and sharks smell blood. And I would almost, it's almost safe to say that the same thing applies with us based on our past situations that we didn't heal completely from. Right, because you you can have a scab, like the scab is there. It's showing signs of healing when you have a scab, right? But if you don't let that scab heal all the way up, what happens when you pull the scab off, sissy? You rip it back open and you start bleeding. So, you know, say anything with sharks, like any scent of blood, any little thing of blood, like they're gonna if they, if they already see you in the water, that's already a problem. But if they smell blood from like a mile or so away, I think that's how sensitive their their senses are. They can smell blood from at least like a mile away. Oh, they on your, in the words, this is one case. They on your bumper. <laughs> they on your bumper ASAP. Like, what up, cuz? So, but, yeah, yo. So, you you said something interesting. And um, and this is more so for the listeners. Um, in reference to, say that we come to a conclusion like you and I did. About like the things from our past or how we're attracting these people, even though we're not those same people, we're still attracted. How do we go about remedying this thing? What do, what do you, yeah, in your opinion, what do you think we can do? What are the things you think we can do? Well, firstly, you have to deal with your past. Mm -hmm. So how do you go Head about on. doing that? So you you literally have to retrace your steps, mm -hmm. uh, which takes time. You have to take time and, you know, look back, look for patterns, mm -hmm. look for cycles, right. um, pray. God will show you for mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> I know that for a fact. But that does not mean that you will not still, even if you get rid of it, mm -hmm. it does not mean you won't still attract that. Right. But what it does mean is you'll be very aware when you are attracting that. That way, you don't go through the whole relationship. Like, okay, I might have attracted you, but now I recognize you. I see you. Mm -hmm, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Okay, so now you didn't save some time and some heartache. You're breaking cycles. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, a lot of the time, uh, what I was going to say when you were talking, sometimes God is ripping relationships from you things like that because you put too much value in it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, in relationships um, anything that comes before God is a problem Right. and if you have a high call on your life because many are you know many are called you are chosen mm -hmm. right but if you have a high call on your life you are too valuable for God to let you just get with anybody in. 
So he will tear it down, cut it up, get rid of it, however he has to be, you know. And that's why I said he'll give you warning. Mm-hmm. It's just do with the warning. Right. Um, oh, so that's why I was saying one of the biggest things that we don't do is we don't understand our value. Mm. And so we just get into stuff where I, this is something, this is a, a point that I've gotten to recently. Um, there's not a whole lot of just on fire for Christ men out mm. there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I cannot wholeheartedly continue to walk into relationships with people that don't have the same convictions that I do. Right? Gotcha. So, I have to, at this point, I'm at, this, I, this is where I am. I'm waiting on God to open those doors. Because as long as we do things on our own, mm-hmm. and out, out of our own strength, we're going to continue to have issues. We're just right. going to continue. So, if you're really tired of it, you know, I don't care if it's dealing with narcissists, liars, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. I mean, like like I told you earlier, when you recognize what your issue is, first of all, do your research mm-hmm. on you. Because you can't always point the finger at everybody else. Right. You okay. have to examine yourself. Like, why are yeah. you? Because it's not just them doing things. It's like, why am I always dating it? Because uh, I'm, th- I'm pretty sure you heard this before. Man, you keep dating the same person. They just look different. I was like, why yep. is that? Why is it? Because I heard that a couple of years back, and I was like, well, why am I doing that? And it, it didn't click. <laughs> it literally didn't click. Sadly, and, and embarrassingly, at least for myself, until last week. But at least I took the time to like examine because I, I haven't been dating for. It's been six months now since uh, the young lady and I were were were, uh, were in a relationship. And my homeboy, he was like, oh, you should start dating again. No, I should not. <laughs> I need to figure out some stuff, my guy. You know what I'm saying? And I love that cat. He's a he's like a brother to me, but I, and he has a good heart. Like he wants to see me in a, a good relationship, but I'm not finna just. I don't to see you have, but that's another thing. Mm. We listen people so much. Yeah. People, people, people. Right. We have got to listen to people so so much, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we have to lean more on God. We have to. Got Amen. To. If you get tired of hurt enough, you get tired of crying enough. You going through despair and feeling like you'll never be loved and all that. You get tired of it. Mm-hmm. You'll start changing your cycle. Yeah. You'll, you'll have no choice. You'll have no choice. And you know we we let people amp us up to do stuff. Oh, you'll be good together. Y'all mm-hmm. make cute. Come on now, sis. Or you want to stay with somebody because of what everybody else don't think. That's not gonna work because they're not gonna have to live that. Right. They don't. You know, and that's why I'm so weary of people jumping in other people's relationships mm-hmm. with their opinions and their thoughts because nobody knows what people go through their home. Right. You know, no, nobody knows what people go through on their own. So, when people are so quick to give their opinions, you know, if it ain't godly advice, don't take it. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that. You know, and um, one thing I wanted to touch to, um, because I, I think, mm, how should I say this? Um, I think overall, 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 because I know it may be some brothers feel like, well, I am saved and I really love God. I mean, I don't care because I am saved and I do love God. But you have some brothers like, but I think it's, I think overall within our generation, Ashlyn, it's scarce. It feels like there's a small remnant of us who are really saved and love God. You got people 
that made front and perform. You know what I'm saying? They go to church, but they're not saved. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how, how Bishop taught us. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I just say it's a lot of religious people. Say that again. <laughs> people that just in the cycle, in the system, going to church. Exactly. They just going through the motions. They're theatrical. There's a brother at church. He, he sings in the choir. And I, I actually love his voice. I love to hear him sing, but I laugh. I actually, actually like, sad to say, I laugh at him. I ain't laughing with him. I laugh at him. Yes, I'm like, I'm like, man, this boy is something else. He's so theatrical. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he going through the, you know, I'm like, bro, I don't even do that. Like, right. I mean, but everybody, now granted, everybody is different. But you can tell when somebody dancing like David and somebody putting on a show. I'm going to be for right. real. Like you gonna yeah, know, you, you you'll know you'll you'll know the sincerity, but I think we got to a point even at, at church or within church period that we you look at the theatrics as something real, huh? I said you recognize it because that was once you. We mm -hmm. all went through that religious phase. Yeah, of where, course. Okay, this is what they're expecting of me. So let me dress this way. Let me talk this way. Let right. me walk this way. Worship this way. You can recognize it because that used to be you. Right. You know? Right. So, but you can tell when somebody is free. Hey, exactly. You you can feel it. You can, for the most part, you can like feel it off of them. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the issue that we. I know we're kind of like segueing into something else, so I'm gonna try to backpedal out of it. But we, I think we as a, as a whole, we tend to look at. Once I'll say it again, we tend to look at the theatrics and think that it, it's of God because we're looking at things. Oh, they, they sung this way, or they, they praised this way, or they preached this way. But it's like, but was the Holy Spirit there? Or was it another spirit that was in the midst? We confused the gift with an anointing. Mm. There's a lot of gifted people. Right. A whole lot of people, mm -hmm. especially in positions and stuff like that. Because they play good and they can make people shout. I don't know if you know... But I, I'm, I'm caught heavy just now. A shout don't mean that it was the presence of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, and that's what I was saying. Was it was it the Holy Spirit? Was it the the Ruha Hakodesh, or was it another spirit? Because there's this thing called the the Kundalini spirit. It's basically a mocking spirit of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so they do the same. So some people they they'll they'll speak in tongues and they'll do their little shout dance and be bop. It's almost African like. I hate to say it like that. It's almost African like like when people practice voodoo or when people practice Santeria or practice a Yoruba uh, religion. Because in those Yoruba religions, they do the whole co uh, co convulsing. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's different. Like, you got convulsing, then you got dancing. Something is, some, and even in dancing, you can be in the flesh. But the convulsing is almost, it looks African like. It's really weird and it's violent. We Very don't, right. for the most part, when you're actually praising God, you, you're not really like violent. Not like no. that. Like, it's, it's a violent moving of their body. I was like, yo, hold on. <laughs> I don't know about all that. At all. Say again? I said, if you get hurt, that ain't the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. But you, the devil uses that to draw away um, the saint. Mm. Um, <laughs> the most infested place is the church yeah but it's the most but think about place. that think about that infested that means they have what sissy <laughs> infections infections <laughs> so we had a whole hospital and ain't no 
Come on now, you about to get me started. And I know you outside, but man, come on now. Like you, you got a whole infestation on you, and you ain't trying to get healed. That's like that's like walking around with cancer, not letting them deal with, cut the cancer out, cut the tumor out, and do whatever. And you talking about some. I got. I don't have you. 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 You dancing as if you ain't got no cancer, but we're looking at the cancer. But because you're walking and moving around and speaking to everybody, we don't even we ignore the cancer, but the cancer is there. We yeah. we ignore the tumor, but the tumor is there. We ignore the split open head. You know what I'm saying? The gunshot wounds, the the stabs, the burns, all these different things. We see these things, but we ignore it because oh, you, you look like you're right. You look okay. You in a whole hospital, Smock. Talking about you you look okay. (laughs) That again goes back to where we were talking about expectations. Mm. Uh, I know. Sometimes I met this girl. I met her in church, though. I'm like, okay, and what does that mean? Right. (laughs) Right. It's almost like like, uh, dating somebody at the. It means somebody at church. It's almost identical to dating. Meeting somebody at the club nowadays. well, with that, it really is. I mean, um, but the fear is that people put on more in church. And so the Bible mm. says in the last many false prophets, there'll be a, a, a lot of people putting on. Mm-hmm. People that know God's word. I mean, the devil knows God's word. He tempted Jesus with his own words. So you have to be, you have to, you have, I can't get away from it. Like, it don't matter if you're in church, out of church. If you are not connected with the Holy Spirit, then mm-hmm. you can get tricked, bamboozled, fooled. You know what I'm saying? And it's dangerous to be in a relationship with somebody that doesn't have the Holy Spirit because who is to convict you when you're wrong? Right. You know, something that you said was, uh, you said tricked and bamboozled and something. And he, But now this is scary. I mentioned this before. And I think I might put it in my book. But um, it was, I was talking to a friend of mine and I was calling it, I called it the the... the the Samuel syndrome. So, what happened in, with Samuel in the book of Samuel? I believe is First Samuel chapter either fourteen or sixteen. We already know what happened to Saul. God told Samuel, "Hey, I already found me another king." So, you know, Samuel relayed that message to Saul, and so Samuel went off mourning forever and a day. And so Samuel was like, I mean, God was like, Samuel, man, wash your face, anoint yourself. We're gonna get to get this other king. So when he went to the house of Jesse in Bethlehem, we know that Samuel saw all the other brothers of David. And each one he thought, well, surely this person was it. Now, here's the killer part, though, Ashlyn. Let me ask you this question. Was Samuel a prophet? Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. (laughs) I had to think about it. No, you're good. So Samuel was the prophet, yes. Now, Scripture told Samuel to go anoint yourself. So even though he had physically anointed himself, was he anointed? Was he anointed yeah. to even operate in the office of a prophet? He was. Okay. Well, let me then let me ask you this. Then why was it that when Samuel saw all of David's brothers, he thought each one of those cats were it, and he had the whole Holy Spirit and was anointed to operate in that office? Because he had an expectation. He had an expectation. So was he in his spirit or was he in his flesh? The king was supposed to look like. Mm, so that means that he was in his flesh. So you can be, uh-huh. so that's, the, and that's what I was saying. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, um, what's the word? I'm not, I don't want to say downgrading 
I don't want to dismiss. I don't want to dismiss what you're saying. And forgive me if I am, because I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to make a point here. Because granted, you are, and I agree with you a thousand percent. You are supposed to have the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to be king to the Holy Spirit's voice. But even then, you still got to deal with your own self and your decisions. And so, had it not been for God speaking to Samuel, and that's the other thing too. Like, he, he was about to make a decision on his own because he thought in his heart, surely this man is it. Why? Because you said it earlier, he fit something similar to Saul. Saul, low-key, was this tall, dark, and handsome type dude. David's brothers all fit that. They fit the physical expectations. or the, You kept saying expectations. We all have expectations. They, they fit the expectation that Samuel had. For 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 and, and to replace Saul, and then God was like, "Don't look at their outward appearance. I look at their heart." Right now, I'm in master life classes, and that's something we're learning about dealing with the uh, the flesh, the carnal man, the spiritual man, all that whatnot. Um, and so, so where you're going, that's like a whole deeper, that's a whole deeper conversation because. We all have the ability to operate in the spirit, whether you're a prophet or not, because God gives us that in order to lead us into God's will and to do his will. Um, but every person has the ability to cancel out the spirit. Like I said earlier, um, I was warned, I was given, you know, different information, but I decided to cancel that part out. No. Hey guys, sorry about that. We had a slight technical difficulty. No biggie. We're going to continue what we were saying. So Ashlyn, uh, you were, we were speaking in reference to, 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 to Samuel, the prophet, and David, and you were saying that we can, even we can cancel out the Holy Spirit. And, uh, right. Yeah. Right. We can cancel out the Holy Spirit. Like, well, we all have, we all have the ability to deal, you know, with our carnal self, which is our flesh, mm -hmm. that is basically living outside of God. It's like saying you don't need His help. Mm -hmm. Making all that, and you, we all have that ability, and we've all done it. We all have done it. Right, um, absolutely. Or you can wait on the Holy Spirit and listen to the Holy Spirit, and it takes patience because we move so fast. Mm. All this wave generation, we think God's not talking because He don't oh, talk as fast. On him to talk. Exactly. So it's not it's not that we don't have the spirit. We all have the ability to use the spirit, mm -hmm. but the bottom line is we use it when we want to and not mm -hmm. when we don't. So are you is it almost safe to say we use it when it's convenient to us, when it's easy? When something seems like, oh right. yeah, I could do that, but if it's hard and we gotta take the narrow road, it's like, mm, I don't know about that one, Dad. I don't know about that right. one, Chief. The narrow road is slow and steady. Right. Absolutely. And we, like I said, we the microwave generation. We trying to hurry up and get there. Exactly. But that's never been God's way. That's never, if it moves too fast, and that's not to say that a, a, a relationship might not move fast, but it'll move at God's speed. So that's not something you have to fight with God about. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. we, when we want it, how we want it. Mm. Just like. So, oh, we, we see somebody that looks good, like, oh, I got to have that. Right. Yeah. I got to have that. I don't care what comes with it. And then later, you like, what was I thinking? Exactly. I don't care. I don't get out. And, that, you, you know, know and, 
Um, I'm sorry, that's something that I, I often say, and, and more so when I say it, I'm kind of like saying it to myself, but I'm saying it to other people too. It's like, we say, oh, when it comes to like a relationship, oh, I want what God wants. And it's like, no, you don't. You're lying. Stop lying to yourself. Like, and we find ourselves um, forcing our, our will and saying that it's God. And I was like, that's not the person God wants you to be with. So it goes back to us, um, um, you said canceling the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? That's really us canceling the Holy Spirit. So, and something that you mentioned, I don't mind talking about it, but uh, you were mentioning patience and wanting it a certain way. Um, God had taught, well, I, uh, God used my sister again. I, I had this thought uh, uh, maybe like almost two months ago now. And I was like, man, I don't think my wife praying for me. Because I, I got so discouraged from that previous relationship. I was, when it came to like my wife in general, I actually stopped praying, Ashley. Like I had recently started picking it back up like two months ago. And so, as far as like praying for my wife, I was still praying, God, this, that, this, and the third, blah, 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 blah. But when it came to like my future wife, it was like, I was just, I felt discouraged. And I was like, I don't think my wife is praying for me. Now, I'm mentioning all this for a reason because you mentioned patience. So, um, my, my sis, she hits me, hits me up. We're talking about some other stuff, and randomly she says, oh, by the way, um, your wife is praying for you. She didn't know that. I thought that. I never vocally said that, Ashley. So, I was like, okay. So, she was like, oh, yeah, your, your wife is praying for you. And matter of fact, she's been praying, but what she what my sis was telling me was that, um, how did she say? She said she's been praying, but her prayers can reach you. Like in a sense where it can her prayers can affect me because she's she's talking to God, but it based, it was more so based on her heart. I figured I'd throw that out there, but the, that's not the real thing. So she went into like a, a, a brief, small description of, of who my wife is, and I was like super geeked about that. But the key, but right after after that, she said, "Now don't go looking for her. Don't basically don't get impatient looking right. for her because she." It was, it was, it was, it was descriptive enough to where I was like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, far as like her nationality, her skin color, and her hair texture. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be a whole black woman. Got you. <laughs> but what she was saying was, now don't, basically don't get impatient and don't go looking for it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, God, but low key, low key, sis, I was trying to figure out who this chick was. Soon as, soon as she gave me that, I was like, uh, uh, God, we about to let's go find out <laughs> who this yeah. woman is, cause, cause, it, cause I was thinking, cause it was a word God gave me like, uh, like five years back, and it was like she saw you before. She just wasn't sh like she. The word was she seen you before, but it was but it wasn't clear. So I'm like, this person knows me. Either she actually seen me in the spirit, or she actually saw me at one point in time. It was like, oh snap, that's my husband. But she wasn't clear. But it wasn't like clear. So I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> I'm trying to find out. And this is before I started dating all these other different women, and you know what I'm saying, going through the stuff that I was going through, like, because even even. But it goes back to what you were talking about with patience. Because even then, God gave me a word, but I still found myself dating women that didn't even fit the word God gave me. And he was descriptive then. He he wasn't descriptive in a sense of her outside appearance. He was descriptive about her heart. You know what I'm saying? And now it boils back to what 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 God was telling Samuel. Don't look at the outward appearance. I look at the heart. So basically, so now going back to what you were saying about oh, patience. What? Oh, go ahead. Are you are you wrapped up in appearance? No, no, no. When it said appearance, it was more so just like when I say, let me say, when I say appearance, it's more so 
how should I say this? Cause it sounds bad. <laughs> it sounds bad. So when it, when I was saying like she, when I say appearance, it was more so like me just like like not just how she looks, but if she halfway fits, she does certain things. So I'm watching actions. I'm like, oh okay. Right. But you can be a whole counterfeit and be acting out stuff. You know what I'm saying? Or you can be a counterfeit and be doing what I think you're doing, but you're actually created for somebody else. Like that that's the that's the thing. Like so but I have a question. I'm okay. sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I've noticed when people try to come at me, mm. like when they talk to me, when they they they, they do their research, they try to go check my Facebook, my Instagram stuff. Mm. And so I even had this issue in a relationship before. They put on the go to church, all this stuff mm. because they see how I talk and what I do. So they try to make them so fit that they have to right. fit the of what they think you want. Right. <clears throat> yeah, and, and it's it's no, and that's a real thing. Matter of fact, somebody hit me up recently. You know that little thing that people doing the profoundly thing where they saying some people be sending like ratchet, Jesus, some ratchet anonymous messages. You seen that mess? I'm like. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny, crazy. but I'm like, yo, y'all jokers. Wow, I don't get stuff like that. I get all deep questions. <laughs> get the deep, <laughs> profound questions. Like one cat was like, yo, bro, what? He's it was so jacked up. He said, why is it that you as a saved brother be getting dogged out just like a sinners? I said, dang. I saw that. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> another one. Somebody was like, oh, what is your, what is your, what is one of your, one of what is one of your greatest desires? I'm like, I'm not gonna tell you that. <laughs> so you can act it out Chick, go somewhere Sit down Look, right But, um But, uh No, but it, it's it's. Ah, man, I lost my train of thought Because I know I was talking about something and you asked me But far as like, but Oh, when it came to the patience thing So Samuel was like, yo, we ain't going nowhere Till you bring David So he wasn't, he was patient enough To wait on the last son and it was, but it was that particular son that God was like, yeah, that's him. But had Samuel been impatient, we would have had some real jacked up king. That doesn't mean that David wasn't jacked up. We know his, we know his track record. We know what he did. But he still is the only man labeled a man after God's own heart. After all of that, he still called that. You know what I'm saying? But had Samuel been impatient and said, man, Bumper, we're just going anoint this cat to be king this cat didn't even prove himself behind closed doors man ah oh, i'm just thinking about that he didn't prove himself behind closed doors david did because when it came to, to 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 goliath we realized that and i'm, I'm segueing to other stuff so i might i might end up <laughs> cutting this short now but no because i'm i feel myself like now i'm starting to preach i'm trying to avoid that but we see um david killing uh, killing uh before he killed goliath he killed a bear and he killed the lion, saving the sheep and the lamb, the sheep and the lambs, right? But when it came war with Goliath, but remember, Samuel was going to anoint the other brothers. Why didn't they go out there and try to fight Goliath? It said all of Israel was scared. All of the all of the men in Israel, all the warriors in Israel, their hearts were basically like they just had their little feelings, so they was like, man, I can't beat this cat. So that includes his brothers. Even his brothers was like. Nah, I can't do this, let alone Saul. Saul wasn't even trying to go out there. 
Right. Meanwhile, you got meanwhile you got David, somebody that didn't fit the expectations of what they thought a king was supposed to be like. Right? Now now I mentioned this thing for a reason. Now this I'm guilty of this, Ashlyn. Like I'll date a chick that's cute or not cute. <laughs> like for real. I, I, girl, if I like send you some pictures of people I dated, you be like, bruh, <laughs> what in the world? So <laughs> but uh cause I, I, I try to look at character too. But in any case, but the, the reason why I'm mentioning that part is because it's, when it when it came to when it came to David, it still gave us a description of David. David didn't fit. The the, 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 the the appearance of Saul like his brothers did, but God, the scripture gave us still a, a clear description of who, who who David was, not just in his heart, but an outward appearance. So it, 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 if it wasn't, I don't know, it sounds jacked up. If it wasn't that important, it wouldn't have been mentioned. So it was mentioned for a reason. Basically, God, okay, this is what I'll say. God, in reference to this, God is going to give you what you need more so than what you want. And I think all of us are guilty of claiming. But he is gonna give you what you want as well. So you have to. I got. I debate that, God, that. Go ahead. I'm gonna debate it. And I'm gonna tell you why I debate it. But go ahead. Okay. Well, this I'm gonna give you why I say this. Okay. God created you. You came from heaven. You came from God. He put you in earth. He knows what you like. He knows what you want. Mm -hmm. So it's like this. The Bible says that if you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All, every scripture in the Bible, you have to first put God first, and He can give you everything that you want. I can give you scripture on scripture. Mm -hmm. Even when you were talking about that, um, I think it was, what, what's her name? Leah and Rachel? So you be messing me up with names, and I don't want to mess up something. Leah and Rachel. <laughs> but, um, the man of God went to their father, said he wanted to marry his Jacob, daughter. Jacob. And so, um, <laughs> he told him he could, but he had to work for the man for seven years. Right, right, right. Right. Once again, this is going back to what you were saying. They gave a description of David. David, David had to fight the life and yeah, keep the sheep, all this stuff. He put in more than seven years. Mm -hmm. And my bishop told me something the other day and it was so profound. And I think it goes back to what we're talking about right now. He mm -hmm. said, he said, God will not bring the prepared to the unprepared. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I'm not prepared for my husband, God's not going to bring me my husband. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that he doesn't know what I want. It doesn't mean he don't know what I need. He got him prepared because he knows what I want and he knows what I need, mm -hmm. right? But if he's prepared and I'm not, why would he give a good gift to some? Why would you give keys to a car to a child? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They're unprepared for it. So when I say that God knows your desires, you sometimes don't even know what you want. Mm. You might you might meet the person and be like, I would never even thought I would be attracted to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or to a person. But God knows what you want and what you need. He wants you to be one hundred. He wants you to be whole and complete. Right. Hold on, you just broke up. You said He wants you to give you. He He wants you to be whole and complete and something he else. Wants, he wants you to be whole and complete. He don't want you to be looking around the corner mm. like, oh, she. 
because, oh, I don't think my wife bought it. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm. He wants you to be 100% clean. Mm-hmm. He wants you to be clean. He, he presented the right. Adam. Right. He presented her. Basically saying, hey, what you think? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what are you, what are you going to do with this? Right, yeah, I right. agree with that. Right. So, at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's a part of settling. That's where we start settling because we're like, oh, well, you know, God going to give me what I need, but she she might not be that cute or I might not be attracted Right, but okay. So that's what that's what I want to get into. That's what, that's ultimately what I was trying to get into. That's why I'm saying you don't you don't desire what God desires. You're lying. Remember I said that earlier. That's that's partly why because of that phrase right there. Oh well, it's not what I want, but it's what I need. And I guess it's okay. And I guess I settle. And this is why I was saying I debate the whole thing of God like giving you exactly what you want because Scripture says that our hearts are deceitful, and only wow. God can. You know what I'm saying? Only he can test the heart. Only he can really examine the heart. And then him examining the heart, he'll give us a revelation, of course. But the other thing is, um, it's, it, Scripture also says, uh, give, David talks about that in the, in the psalm. In one of the psalms, he's like, give me a clean heart or renew, renew a right spirit within me. Renew me. You know what I'm saying? Another scripture says that uh, we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Now, we know when it says heart, it's mostly talking about your mind, your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. All those things have to be in submission unto God. So you can say, I want this thing, and you we can all and we can always justify it. But the thing is, is it correlating with what God wants for us? So that's why, and this is something our bishop taught us, even when it came to prayer. It's that basically, um, if you pray, you should be having a desire to pray what God, basically pray the heart of God. God, what is your will? Now, granted, we, we don't usually do that all the time because we do have our own wants and needs. I'm not, I'm not dismissing that. But it's more so like, now, is, this, is, is what we want a part of God's will or not? Because somebody else other than God can answer that thing. We do, we know, we know that's a real thing. You know what I'm saying? So, so, but yeah, but, uh. But for the most part, like when you, oh man, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. But yeah, that, that's the only reason why I was like, well, I debate that. Like the only reason why I say I debate the whole part about God giving you what you want because it's like, is it, does it correlate with his will? Does your want, let's say it like that, does your want correlate with his will? Like case in point, let's use Hannah. Hannah wanted a child. In the book of Samuel, Samuel, uh, Samuel chapter 1, Hannah wanted a child. She was barren. She had Penina coming at her all types of sideways. She's sitting there crying, snotting it up at the temple. Eli thinking she drunk. She was like, uh-huh. she was like, she was like, well, what, what, what? he was like, what's wrong with you? She was like, man, I'm just praying for Because she wanted a child. And she said, mm-hmm. yo, if you give me this child, God, I'm going to render this child back to you. But she didn't realize, she didn't, you know, scripture is funny. But she didn't realize she was actually praying the will of God. Because Samuel was the will of God. We needed we needed Samuel in order for, for Saul to be king, technically, but also in order for, for 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 David to be king, but also because Samuel played a part in creating like the school of the prophets. So Samuel was part of God's will. So when she prayed, she wanted a child. That was that's actually true. But it correlated with the will of God. So you know how you got so some people that, Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So go ahead. does that mean that your desires are a part of God's will. That, that's, that's basically what I'm, that's what I was going back to. Is what you want God's will? And that's why I was saying earlier, some of us don't, we say we want God's will, but we don't. We're lying. We want our will 
to be like, like, like in a sense where it's like it's really like, um, I'll put it like this, sissy. There's a there's a post that I saw and I reposted it a while back, and this woman said this. I'm I'm gonna paraphrase because I don't remember it all verbatim, but she said, um, you don't really want to get married for the right reasons. You want to get married so you can post it. That you got a man that you proved everybody wrong that you can get a man because she's talking to women but it can correlate with men with with desiring a wife you want to post it and show to everybody else that oh you thought i couldn't get no man or i couldn't keep a man i'm married now look what god did but your heart is in the wrong place you want to you want to you want a man so you can go on these luxurious and lavish trips you want to do it for all these wrong reasons except like submitting you know what I'm saying? Well, one, submitting to God and then submitting to your husband. Learning to love correctly. Learning to listen correctly. Learning to, for the most part, render your marriage to God. She's like, y'all, y'all don't want, y'all don't want what God wants. Y'all want it for your own personal reasons, right? And that's not, that's not everybody, of course. But that's a lot of people, man or man or woman. It's like that. So it goes back to what I was saying before, like, yo, like you don't want what God really wants for you. You're lying. So that's when we find ourselves settling. But then we have the thought process of what you mentioned earlier uh, about like, oh, well, you know, God gave me this. I guess I'll settle for it. But we have the mindset that don't scripture tell us that he, he, God said my thoughts are above your thoughts. My ways are above your ways. But we tend to think that not, God, we tend to think that God's gonna give us some trash, and we just gotta be okay with it. Right. That's, that's, that's not what I'm, I'm getting at. This, this, this is the thing. At the end of the day, whatever mm. you just—that's what you pray. God will give you the desires of your heart. He's gonna give it to you, however, the way that is best for you. Mm. So it might not appear to be what you ask for, but you don't know. When it comes from God, because the Bible says everything that comes from God is good and very good. Right. No, I right? get that. But if I say I want tall, dark, and handsome, and short, light skin, and fat, but feel every type of way that I desire, you know, because we're going back to what we said, it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know, we think, oh, it needs to look like this, or smell like this, or you know, that's that's how the world has. Right. Which only for the natural does not dictate the spirit. Absolutely. So that's why in the story you have David, you have his description being depicted. Like they, they describe him. Like if it wasn't that important. So it goes back to saying like God didn't get the king that Samuel thought should have been the king. He got the king. God said all he said was, excuse me. All he said was, I found a man after my own heart. Right. And so but you know it goes back to it feels like we're going in a circle but it goes back to the whole like we have you said it you just said it you said we we go with our eyes that's the way the world thinks we think we think god is god and just gonna give us some old boo-boo type person like that that could that's a possibility but like dang we don't trust we don't trust god that much we trust we believe that god gonna really give us somebody just like we wake up in the morning, it's just gonna be a whole booger wolf. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, you, don't trust, you don't trust God because his. What's What's funny is that you dig this. God said in Genesis chapter two, He said, "I'm gonna create a suitable help me." But what? He, guess what He did after that? He starts sending them animals first, just to see what He would do with it. That was the first thing. 
Soon as God said, I'm gonna create a suitable help me form, and then God brought animals to him. It's like, what? How you gonna create a super help me but then bring animals? God brought animals to Adam to see what he would do. Was he gonna yeah. say, was he gonna say, oh, this is flesh in my flesh, bone in my bone, and get with the animal? Or was he gonna name the animal what 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 was what was innate in him to, to name it? Because when he saw when he saw the woman, he said, This is flesh in my flesh and bone in my bone. He didn't do that with the other animals. You know what I'm saying? So, but we could, so even it is, it's, it's weird. <laughs> At least I think so. It's weird, but, um, yeah, man. Yeah, man, we've been on here for a quick minute. I would love to do this again with you, Ashley. You, you give me the green light if you want to do it again, okay? Oh, for sure. Okay. So, um, we're going to go ahead and end it. Um, and I want to do something different in this particular podcast. Um, I'll, I'll pray a little bit. I don't want to pray too much because I don't want to mess around and start prophesying to you. And that's like, what about me? Other people listening. So, um, but can, can you, is it okay? Just go ahead and just pray real quick. Pray for the people that may be listening to this. And then we'll go ahead and just, you know, call it a day. Okay. Hold on. Let me get what's situation. Okay. Father God, we come before you right now. And we just want to thank you for the opportunity to speak to your people God we pray that the message God is possible help we pray that you help somebody today Father God in the name of Jesus we pray for every soul that is listening right now God Father God we pray for every broken heart Lord we pray for every broken spirit right now we pray for those who are depressed and dealing with situations that they can't even speak of God in the name of Jesus Lord we pray that you would penetrate their spirit right now God Father God that you would give them new strength and new hope God in the name of Jesus Father God let them know that you are with them God Father God let them know that the plans that you have for them are good and very good Father God in the name of Jesus Father God let them know that you have an expected end Father God Mm. that this this life is not happening by accident Father God, we just thank you, God. We thank you for my brother right now. We thank you for the even the opportunity to be on this platform to speak to your people, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father God, we pray that you, we did you justice on this evening, God. But we love you. We bless you. We praise you for every situation that has created in us the heart and the spirit that you gave us today. Yes, Father. Lord, we just thank you. And we just want to honor you at this time, God. And we bless you and we give you all the glory, honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Ashlyn, thank you so much for like just coming through clutch. I really appreciate that. Um, guys, we are gonna do this again. Uh, uh, I might do this with other people as well, but for the most part, you're like my first person that I did a, an official podcast with. Like far as like yeah yeah you're the first person like in for this particular podcast like you know I did Facebook live videos and right. other stuff but you're actually the first person so I'm like really excited so okay yeah yeah so you're gonna I think you're gonna be another uh, you're gonna be like a a reoccurring guest on the show <laughs> so but yeah um, Ashlyn again thank you so much and i'll just do this father god i just pray and i ask you that you just continue uh to bless ashlyn father god bless her mind bless her heart bless her spirit father god bless her in every aspect uh strengthen her mind 
uh, give her more. Mm, okay, I told you I was gonna do that. Give her more creativity to generate wealth, yeah. Father God, for the advancement mm -hmm. of your kingdom, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I just pray and ask you that you continue to pour into her, give her more revelation, strengthen. Yep, that too. Strengthen her gift, Father God, the, the gifts that you have given to her specifically, not just the regular gifting, like the regular. I'm born with this gift, but the spiritual giftings as well, Father God. I pray and I ask you that the the way that she operates will be the way that she actually can. Uh, pour into more people, Father God. So I just pray and I ask you that you open up more doors and more avenues for her business. Oh, see, I knew I was going to start doing that. More doors and avenues for her business to advance your kingdom, Father God. Um, I pray and I ask you that you just um, protect her and her. You got one kid, right? I have three. What? I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I protect her and her. I didn't know that. I thought you just had the one. Uh, but but protect her and her children, Father God. Uh, Father God, you in your word, you said to, um, that we are to train up a child in the way that they should go so that when they're older, they will not depart from their learning from or their teachings from you, Father God. So I just pray and I ask you that um, you continue to uh, instill wisdom and knowledge and a passion for you but reflect that to her children father god so that they can actually go into having their own personal relationship with you father god i, I thank you lord god for uh the healing of both of our hearts i praise you thank you lord god that uh ashton's man of god is like dope super dope 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 and will be willing to protect her to love her like christ loved the church and be willing to fight as david fought on behalf of Israel. Israel, but be able to still worship in the same breath can throw hands and praise God and I just <laughs> I speak that over her life that she has a warrior and a worshiper mm, that she has a warrior and a worshiper that, that's willing to cover her and her children father God I praise and thank you Lord God that you are um, just continuing to mold and shape Ashland as you were molding and shaping or for the most part as, as Esther was preparing herself for a year before she met King Xerxes Father God I thank you that you're doing the same thing with Ashland just as you did with Esther you're doing the same thing with Ashland Father I mean yeah you're doing the same thing with Ashland Father God um, uh, Lord Jesus I pray and I ask you that those who are listening to this podcast that they once again be healed, that they be whole, that they examine themselves, Father God. And that if they're not saved or doesn't or don't understand what it means to be saved, that they can reach out to anybody that they know, myself, Ashley, whoever, and say, yo, well, what must I do to be saved? Or what about this? And hopefully we can talk about relationships and then from that relationship, like just or more so segue using relationship and segue into them having a, a relationship with you, Father God, if they're not saved. Um, those have the that are in a backslidden state um, have just basically been turned off by you and the church and how people are. Father God, I pray that this particular podcast hopefully kind of in some shape, form, or fashion shed a light and have them be healed from any type of church hurt in any shape, form, or fashion. Father God, uh, I just pray and I ask you for a hedge of protection over Ashton, over her children, Father God. Um, you said in your word that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Father God. So I just thank you, Lord God, that although weapons are being formed against us, they will not prosper. And I pray and thank you that you're going to give, that you're giving Ashton the wisdom to ensure that they won't prosper against her, Father God. Uh, just pray uh, a hedge of protection surrounding angels, chaining angels around her and her children, and just continue to move the way that you see fit, Father God, in her life. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, amen. Amen. All right, all right. Okay, sis, I'm going to go ahead and let you go, Ashlyn, once again. Thank you so much. No, thank Shout you. Shout out to your little one for not wilding out. <laughs> <laughs>
I know, right? I got it. All right, girl. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right. Okay. All right, bye. Okay. Guys, that was a really long episode. Once, Like I said before, this is my first time doing an official podcast with a guest. So that was pretty dope. Um, it was a little bit of a, a small, slight debate, but it was good. It was healthy. And that's the kind of stuff that we need. Um, I hope this video, video, I hope this podcast helped you. Um, if you dig this podcast or you think somebody else should listen to it, then by all means, share this join. You can share it from Anchor. You can share it from Spotify. You can share from Google Podcasts And guess what It is officially on an Apple Podcast Let alone these other podcast sites That I don't know the names of So it's my bad Other podcast site names But yeah uh, Spotify, Google, and Apple You can check it out on those And uh, yeah My name is Gerard Kenneth You have just tuned in to the Supposed to be Different Podcast This is episode 10 What are you Attracting, featuring Ashlyn Mitchell. Peace.